Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action. Our podcast is dedicated to parents of children struggling with the effects of trauma and attachment disorders and the caseworkers, coordinators, and other professionals who support them. Your host, Karen Doyle Buckwalter, will introduce you to Deb Wesselman, adopted mother, author, mental health therapist, researcher, and expert in attachment trauma. Deb will be discussing her journey as an adoptive mother and her chapter on EMDR in the soon-to-be-released book, Attachment Theory in Action, Building Connections Between Children and Parents, which was edited by Karen Doyle Buckwalter and Chaddock's President CEO, Debbie Reed. Attachment Theory in Action is available for pre-order on Amazon and will be released in mid-December 2017. I'm here this morning with Deb Wesselman, who did contribute a chapter to the Attachment Theory in Action book. So welcome this morning, Deb. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So I wanted to hear um, a little bit about your professional background and and let listeners know about that. And I know there's a piece of your personal background also that uh, contributed to your interest in this kind of work. So if you could just share a little bit about that to start out, that would be great. Yeah, sure. So, oh, way back um, in my first lifetime when I was a teacher, a school teacher, we brought our middle child home from overseas. She um, came to us from Korea. She was two and a half, almost three years old. And um, at that time, I thought I was a really great mom. Um, I had um, my son and then two stepsons and, you know, it's easy peasy. And then suddenly I had a little girl who Um, was really mystifying to me. I didn't know how to manage her and I didn't understand her. And um, I decided, I was already pondering uh, going back to school, getting my graduate degree. And it really made me think about moving into the area of counseling and psychology and Part of it was really, I wanted to understand my daughter. (laughs) And so, um, indeed, when I went into graduate school, I really kept a focus on uh, trauma and attachment, although I didn't really know, I didn't even know the word attachment at the time. I just wanted to understand adoption issues and, um, you know, how those issues affected people. But the more I understood the more I figured out that her um, issues were related to a combination of trauma and attachment issues. And um, just sort of the lights came on, you know, it was just like a whole world of, of new information. And, and frankly, back then the information was limited. I, I had difficulty finding good information. There was a lot of misinformation and um, really, as I got into private practice and um, began attending various trainings and workshops, I learned more and more about neurobiology and trauma. And that's when things really came together for me. And I started to feel like I had a handle on not only, you know, understanding my daughter better, but, but understanding the families that I was starting to work with and how to help them. Um, 
so I did, I did get my uh, master's degree in counseling. That was in 1989. And then um, started, uh, I started working for an agency and then fairly quickly moved into private practice. Yeah. My, yeah. The, the other big important piece of my history, I guess, is early on in 1994, taking my first EMDR training. Um, and back then, Francine Shapiro, the founder of EMDR, was still doing the training. So I was very, very fortunate. And the EMDR training was a, another big, important piece because it helped me so clearly understand why and how early traumatic events, even preverbal traumatic events, have such a long-lasting effect on children and young adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do want to get to um, talking all about your model, but I have to hold space for just a second for something that we're both passionate about, which is the adult attachment interview. Oh. Um, so I know I don't know if you want to talk to that just a little bit now before we go into your overall model or if it's better to talk about in the context of your model or what do you think would be best? Well, that also was, I'll talk about it now. That also was indeed another piece that um, made a huge difference in the way I could understand not only, you know, early trauma and the effects on attachment and and attachment functioning, but it also helped me understand the transmission of attachment from biological parents to their children. Um, I took my, I did, boy, now I'm not actually sure, but I think I did my AAI training and I trained with Nancy Kaplan out at Berkeley, also met Mary Main and Eric Hess, Hesse. Um, it was my gosh, it was like meeting, you know, movie stars or something for me. <laughs> Absolutely. I understand. Yeah. And I think I did the training in maybe 2003 or 2004, something like that. And I did go on to get certified in the AAI. Um, but it was, didn't you find it to be a, a training that just really opened your eyes and, and gave it a, just a depth of understanding to, um, to the adult piece. And I do work with adults as well as children. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think it just is, um, illuminates so many things. Um, and Dr. Karen Purvis is one of the people that really encouraged me to go for the training. And I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I didn't know it was just about <laughs> coding transcripts and, you know, that most of the people would be researchers and I just got there and I was like, Oh my goodness. And it's a very arduous training. Um, and she said, I called her like at the start of the second week, I'm like, Karen, why did you tell me to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, no conversation will ever be the same with someone <laughs> after you do this, you're going to thank me later. And she was right. Um, it's just a little rough when you're in the middle of it. Oh, uh, it's like boot camp. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. So, so I, I agree. And, and now I, I just can't imagine practicing without using it in various ways. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, so then um, the EMDR integrative teen treatment model, um, and that is what you wrote about in the book um, for your chapter. Um, and you, your wonderful book came out also with the parent companion about the model. But yes. how did how did it evolve and and come into being? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was um, I was at a previous practice where I was a the only person treating children, um, and I was starting to treat a lot of children who um, had histories related to attachment trauma, and I was, you know, I was flying by the seat of my pants, and, um, and it was tough, and I found that I was never, I was never getting to what I wanted to get to with these kids. I felt like I was always putting out fires, and I could see that their their behaviors and their um, difficulties were driven by underlying trauma and attachment issues, but yet there was all always so much to do, even just in terms of case management and just trying to educate the parents and work with the parents and just the basics, trying to help um, with emotion regulation. And um, I talked with a, a colleague of mine, Dr. Ann Potter, who is is with us here at this um, center. And she said, you know, Deb, I feel like, you know, you're trying to do it all as one person and you need a team. This is, this is something that requires a team. And, and she said, are you, are you getting to the EMDR piece with these kids? And I said, you know, no, that's my frustration. I'm, I'm not even getting to the EMDR piece or very, you know, very little. Um, And she said, let, let me, let me give you a name of somebody who I know doesn't know EMDR and, you know, they would love to, this person would love to hook up with you in terms of providing that family therapy piece so that you could maybe get to the underlying EMDR piece. And so I, I started to work with this person and with some other people that I met and started to realize like, wow, this is really making a difference. And the reason it made a difference was because I was able to get to the EMDR every single week and leave the other components to the colleagues that I was working with. But it was still not, um, I didn't have a, a, really fleshed out way of working with these kids overall or a model. Um, We were doing a lot of experimenting and two of my colleagues, Kathy Schweitzer and Stephanie Armstrong became just as enthused as I, you know, they were just like, wow, this is, this is something that is really, it really has potential but we need to really figure out how to make it work and be really efficient. And so we just started experimenting and writing things down and um, we started doing little, little bitty outcome studies, you know, pre-treatment, post-treatment assessments. And we were experimenting with what worked and what didn't work. And over time we came to figure out what really, really worked for us. And um, it, it ended up really making sense and it had a flow because, you know, initially both the family therapist and the EMDR therapist in our model 
are really focusing on the, the relationship because we figured out that you really cannot address the trauma, even with the EMDR as gentle and powerful as it is, you cannot address the trauma with kids until they have some measure of safety and feel, you know, some connection with their parents. Mm-hmm. And so um, with the family therapy component, working with those parents, educating those parents and um, developing just some real um, basic skills for emotion regulation with both the parents and children together. And then on the EMDR side, using the bilateral stimulation to deepen the feelings of connection that we were creating in the sessions was giving us that foundational piece that allowed us to then move forward and begin uh, working with the child's traumas. Um, And and another piece I, I have to mention that was a very important component was the storytelling narrative as um, created by Joan Lovett, who is another colleague who happens to live out in Berkeley. Um, She and I had done quite a bit of work together, um, trainings and workshops that we had done together. We we met through one we did at Menninger's back in maybe uh, 1999, I think. Um, And... Her storytelling method was uh, another piece we brought in that allowed us to very gently begin addressing the traumas in the family therapy setting and then to bring that over into the EMDR setting and add that bilateral stimulation. Um, It allows us to just very gently move into the processing of the traumas and um, initially um, and, and as you know, Karen, uh, through the AEI training, that creating a coherent narrative is a very important piece of, of the earned attachment status. So we very gently start creating a coherent narrative with the bilateral stimulation to calm and desensitize the child to the story and then we can go back and work on the more difficult pieces of the story, kind of one by one. Mm-hmm. But um, it all sort of fell together in a way that made great sense, and it just flows in our in our center here. Yes. So if you had to, just in a few sentences, give an overview of the model, you know, what okay. would you Okay, that's a very, (laughs) I should have rehearsed this ahead of time. Okay, so in a few sentences, the overview of the model is the, uh, we have a family therapist and an EMDR therapist who work together. The family therapist is providing the foundational work of psychoeducation and emotion regulation and just beginning to um, create the coherent story. And the EMDR therapist with the bilateral stimulation is deepening all of the positive experiences of connection and then beginning to desensitize the story and um, really uh, move the traumas to adaptive resolution. 
and um, also to just deepen any and all positive experiences that the child has um, of positive functioning, both at school and at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, there's so much to be said for this to team model or more than one therapist. It's an overwhelming amount of work to do yes. for one person and and I think of the parents, you know, we're just seeing them for an hour a week, you know, and they're dealing with all this all the time. Um, but I, in the earlier years of doing TheraPlay, we always had a, a co-therapist, one that was directly working with a parent and one was directly working with a child. It's a little bit different, but I mean, when you don't have to hold so much in your mind at one time, yeah, it would be a lot more focused on like the piece that you have. And I think in, in many ways, um, often more effective. And I will say that um, a lot of folks who have taken our training are applying the model as a solo practitioner and yes. just wearing the two hats, you know, one hour a week as the family therapist and one hour a week as the EMDR therapist. And with children who are not as severe, I certainly wear the two hats, um, maybe even within the same therapy session. Right. Um, we just have found that with kids with more severe difficulties, having a team is a much more efficient way to, to do the work. And one of the reasons is that the child knows exactly what to expect in each session. Mm -hmm. They walk into the family therapy session kind of knowing what's going to happen. And then they walk into the EMDR session knowing that they're going to have, hold buzzies that move bilaterally or they're going to watch the lights or or watch a puppet, um, they know they're going to be doing the EMDR component. And so um, they just get used to that. Plus, two therapists can kind of keep each other's morale up. And, and parents also are able to better sort of make the shift because they're hearing the same, um, uh, they're hearing the same message seeing the child's behaviors through that trauma lens from both therapists. And so I think over time it makes, um, it helps the parents make that shift a little more easily because it's a big shift. It's a new way to understand children and their behaviors. Yeah. It's a whole new paradigm. Yes. A different way of looking at behaviors. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a new paradigm and, and sometimes under stress, a hard paradigm to hold on to. Yes. Yes. Especially under stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And parents, you know, are, they're, they're often so hurt mm -hmm. and, and traumatized themselves just from the struggles that, that they've had with understanding the child and um, coping with the child's difficult behavior. So um, they yes. need lots of support. And, and so it, that's nice to have two therapists to support those parents and, um, and kind of hold those parents, you know, and give them that secure holding environment as well. Yes, yes. 
So I want to talk a little bit about your book because as you know, because I called you as soon as I finished reading it and I was like, Deb, I love this book. I'm so excited. <laughs> so you know that I love this book. Um, so uh, just so everybody knows, it's called Integrative um, Teen Treatment for Attachment and Trauma in Children um, by Deb and her two colleagues, Kathy Schweitzer and Stephanie Armstrong. Um, I want to point out a couple of the things that I really loved about this book. First of all, I think you having an education background and maybe even mm -hmm. one of your colleagues too. Is that right? Both of them, actually. Yeah. All three of us do. All right. yes. now, I, I feel that that came across in this book being a lot more practical than mm -hmm. the book that you read. I yeah. could I knew that you had an education background, um, and I think maybe I even knew about the other ones in terms of reading reading about your folks, but I just kept thinking, I can tell they were teachers. I can tell they yes. were teachers, because you just had a way of presenting the material that was so easy to grasp, like yes. hands-on, okay, here's the theory, and here's what, what you do, and I also think you had a great ability to make some of the complex neuroscience um, and even the complexities of EMDR in very understandable um, terms. So I don't I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. And, and what was really nice about it is I didn't feel like you were oversimplifying because that's a different mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Like, I felt like yeah. you were being true to the complexity of this, but also presenting in a way that we know what to do with it. Yeah. So yeah. I loved that. But, but one of the other things I loved was and maybe you will disagree with this, but I have been telling people, you don't have to be trained in EMDR to get a lot of ideas from this book. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. that's absolutely true. So yeah. Like, you know, I have like sticky notes all over the book. Uh -huh. and <laughs> you know, even some of the different things that you did with like the nesting dolls yeah. and, and yeah. just, you know, they, they were just like real practical um, the thing that you do with the spaghetti to, yes. to show, you know, if a, a person's, I, I forget how you talk about it, the but noodle versus the cooked noodle. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. So again, I thought, okay, they were teachers, you know, yes. and, um, and so I feel like, like the clinical team that I work with at Chaddock, um, we, we are getting, we have EMDR training and they're coming back for a second time. But even before that, I was saying, you know, there's so much in this book um, that just as a therapist working with these kinds of children, you yes. can benefit from. So you agree with that? I, I agree with that. In fact, um, when we do our trainings, the, the part of the training that is geared toward the family therapist, people do not even have to have any EMDR training for that piece. Ah, that makes sense to me. Yes, yes, not at all, because it's, um, yeah, it's all based in other types of activities. Yeah. Yes. And mm -hmm. then the, the third strike of genius <laughs> was having the companion book for parents. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, and just like the checklist and different things that parents can work through, like yes. it's an assessment, but it's also laying the groundwork for that new paradigm that we're talking about. Right. And thinking yes. a different way about the children and having your brain work differently. I feel like the, the parts of that book really help with parents with mentalization and these important yes. things that we have to have 
within the parent in order to move forward. So tell me a little bit about how the parent manual came about and how you were crazy enough to write two books at one time. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> oh, I don't know how we did that, but um, it started with a class that we developed for parents. Um, and, you know, the, the class, the way it flowed, it just kind of, it made sense to us um, because we started out with helping parents understand their children through the lens of the trauma and attachment. Um, and then we went into some of the foundational material we felt they needed to understand um, about, you know, mentalizing and the, the mindful awareness uh, of both a child's, you know, emotional state driving the feeling or driving the behaviors as well as being mindful of our own emotional state. And then moving into the stuff the parents really want to know about, which is, what do I do about stealing? What do I do about lying? What do I do about these aggressive meltdowns? So we wanted to, to be very practical in terms of how do you approach those really difficult behaviors from the standpoint of understanding that they are trauma-driven behaviors. Mm -hmm. and, and then we went into, of course, a chapter on the parents, just their own feelings that they're dealing with, how raising difficult children can affect couples and extended families and so on. And then the final chapter is more, and this was the final class that we taught, it's more about managing their behaviors just on a day-to-day -day basis, those little, little kinds of niggling behaviors, but still doing that through the eyes of a trauma-informed parenting where we are connecting as as Dan Siegel will say and we um, cite Dan Siegel in our book he says connect and then redirect and we think that that makes so much sense for these children um, they need so much that connection to calm the brain stabilize the emotions before any kind of redirection even makes sense to the child. So um, it's, it's all about integrating the child's brain, right brain, left brain coming together as, as you help the child um, become more um, aware of their own emotions and help them in terms of how to think. Right. And then um, the, the integrative approach also from top brain down helping them learn how to manage their own strong feelings by um, working with their bodies and so on. So parents need to understand this too, that it's all about calming the child, calming the child's brain, bringing the child down into that calm window, and then working with the child on um, understanding and thinking and processing information. So it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's all about helping parents um, become trauma-informed and parenting in a way that really heals the trauma and integrates the child's brain. Well, thank you so much, Deb, for talking with me today. Um, I am so excited about the work that you're doing. I'm so honored that you're, you and your colleagues contributed to the book. Um, I mentioned your book. Is it 
the best place to get it? Is that on Amazon maybe? Or That's probably the best, easiest place to get it. Yes. Yes. Go to the publisher, www.norton.com uh, is another place. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, either works just fine. Mm-hmm. And I know, as you mentioned, you're doing a number of supervision groups and things like that and consultation groups, because I know because I'm getting some emails about those. So if people are interested in hearing more about that, where could they go for that? Yes, they can go to www.atcinstitute.com. Okay, okay, great. All right. Well, thank you again. So, so good. Always to see you. Oh, good to see you too, Karen. Take care. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Attachment Theory in Action. Please follow our site, TraumaAttachmentCenter.com, or subscribe to our iTunes channel for future podcasts. If you enjoyed our broadcast, please leave a review and share with your professional network. For additional resources, training opportunities, and blogs, log on to TraumaAttachmentCenter.com. We hope you'll join us again as we continue to explore the world of adoption, developmental trauma, and attachment theory. 